Common prosperity has become a real buzzword lately in Chinese media and government statements, but what exactly does that term represent and what does it mean for companies? To dig into the topic, we're chatting today with Li Pei Zhang, our director in Beijing. From the US China Business Council in Washington, DC, I'm Ian Hutchinson, and this is the China Business Minute. Li Pei Zhang is our director in Beijing. Li Pei, long time no talk, welcome back. Hello, Ian. Hello, USBC podcast followers. It's my great pleasure to be on the USBC podcast again. I apologize for my long time absence in the USBC podcast series, but I very much look forward to the great discussion today um, together with Yin. All right, so this week we wanted to talk about common prosperity. So can you unpack that term a little bit for us? This has become a buzzword in China these days, and I think there is a mix of feelings, confusions about what it really means. First of all, this is not a new word, and it's been planning and evolving as the party and China's economy develops. On November 15, 2012, during a press conference hosted by the Politburo Standing Committee members of the 18th CPC Central Committee, General Secretary Xi Jinping emphasized that China will follow the path of common prosperity as a long vision. However, back then, the party's mid-term objective is to accomplish poverty elevation by 2020. In October 2017, the 19th National Congress of the Communist Party of China made two 15-year strategic plans for achieving the second um, central goal, including specific requirements for promoting common prosperity. On October 2020, the fifth plenary session of the 19th Central Committee of the CPC clearly stated that by 2035, China should achieve tangible outcomes of the common prosperity. This was included as a long vision of China's objective by 2035. On June 2021, Zhejiang province was selected as the pilot zone to explore the common prosperity development path. And on July 1st, 2021, President Xi reinforced the objective again in the 100 years party's celebration and re- uh, reiterated with more concrete action plan discussed in August during Central Finance and Economics Committee meeting hosted by him. Even in domestic media, people would question the intention of pursuing common prosperity, especially when there has been a targeted enforcement campaign to almost all well-known private companies such as Alibaba, Tencent, Douyin, Didi, Meituan, and others, which accumulated significant resources and wealth for individuals. So you listed a few companies there, which, which raises the question, what does this all mean for private companies moving forward? Obviously, the leadership heard of this complex of voices and start taking actions to respond through different channels. So let's first look at official explanation. The common prosperity means that China will promote economic efficiency by establishing a fair and competitive business environment based on rule of law in order to achieve high quality growth that can benefit all people. So it's about economic efficiency, it's about high quality, and it's about fairness, and it's about rule of law. Common prosperity is not uniform um, equality. 
the social wealth distribution will rely on robust economic growth, strengthened fiscal investment in social welfare, public utilities and services, and promote voluntary donations and charities with better incentives mechanism in place. In a recent conference where Vice Premier Liu He delivered a remarks. Uh, he emphasized that China will continue to open its markets and to continue its market reform path. And all sectors, including private sectors, SMEs, and multinational companies, will be welcomed as always and play a significant role in China's long-term economic growth, which will help to lead to the common prosperities. So which Chinese government agencies or departments are actually responsible for being the, the driving force here? If we look at the key government agencies that drive the strategic plan, it involves National Development Reform Commission, Ministry of Finance, Ministry of Human Resources and Social Securities, as well as Ministry of Agriculture and Rural Affairs. So if you compare the uh, functions of those government agencies is, act, is actually matches the key themes under the pro, common prosperity, which that I just mentioned earlier. And what are going to be some of those mechanisms that might be used to achieve this, this goal of common prosperity then? I think the major debate right now is on China's tax reform. Currently, China's major tax is from indirect, uh, from indirect taxation such as VATs, um, and it's largely dominated in the tax revenue compared to the direct taxation such as individual income tax and property tax. This regime cannot help to reduce China's income gaps between extreme wealth and a general public. Heavy VAT also creates financial burdens to SMEs and innovative companies. Currently, the direct tax revenue represents only 38.2% of the total taxation revenue in China in 2019, which is lower than G7 countries in the same year, which represent 50%. The fiscal investment distribution should also be adjusted. Some Chinese experts argue that China should limit its subsidies to SOEs and industrial policies especially for high-tech companies in mature market positions should stop receiving subsidies. China should further accelerate its fiscal investment in public utilities and services. Social security and employment only represent 13% of 2020 fiscal revenue, which is much lower than a 35% if we are comparing um, to Japan in the same year. Common prosperity will not be achieved through uniform equality. It requires robust economic growth. And in order to do so, China should further its economic reform to improve its business environment into a more fair, uh, transparent, and competitive market so that everyone in this market can compete fairly and contribute to the overall um, social prosperity. All right, Li Pei, thanks for the rundown. It's uh, very helpful. We will continue to watch um, and monitor those developments and share with you our findings. Again, Li Pei Zhang is our director in Beijing.
China Business Minute is a production of the U.S. China Business Council. You can always learn more about the work that we do on our website, uschina.org. If you like the show, please leave it a rating and review. It will help other people find it, or you can just send it directly to your colleagues. As always, thank you very much for listening, and we will be back next week. Thank you.